Welcome to Go Into All the World. Now here's your host, Gary Griffinhagen. God bless you all. I appreciate you joining me today. And if you're neither new to the radio, the radio program or the podcast, um, I basically have a threefold purpose. First, I want to share testimonies on how God has used myself or others to share the gospel, how myself and others went into all the world. Next, I want to give you some sound doctrine or give you a basis for salvation and some things that you could share. Finally, or number three, I want to present biblical principles and teaching on how to live the Christian life. You know, as we live our life, brothers and sisters and listeners, we can be used by God if our life is kind of in order. And God wants us to, so to speak, follow Him daily, follow Him and just begin to grow in Him and mature in Him. And as we do, then He wants us to step out and to reach greater numbers, if you would, of people around us, or maybe affect, if you want to call it that, greater numbers. So again, as we go through these today, think about those three points. How does God use someone like myself or others? Number two, what are some sound, what's a sound basis, if you want to call it for your salvation, and some sound doctrine that you can share with others, things that would benefit them. And finally, what are some principles that you can, so to speak, glean from this story and glean from the Bible and glean from, quote, other teachers and pastors, so you can live this life, if you want to call it more successfully, and I think maybe a better word is more maturely. Well, today I want to start off with a story, and actually a couple, that are kind of short, but I think they illustrate a couple points, and I, and I want to mention something very seriously today when I talk about the biblical principle about who you are in Christ, and that you are a new person, and you want to operate out of the spirit realm, your spirits would have been born again, your spirits which new, okay? We need to renew our minds, and we need to kind of keep our body under control, but if you can begin to operate, if you want to call it in the spiritual arena, the spiritual world, or out of your spirit, you're going to see great things happen. Well, the story, or the first story I want to talk about happened a couple weeks ago. I just finished taping the program, and I was headed home. It's about a maybe 25, 30-minute drive. Uh, I was intending to go straight home, but my throat felt a little dry, and I was a little tired, so I thought, eh, I better just stop in the middle. Uh, there was a gas station, and I thought, well, that would be a good place to stop. Anyways, I wanted to wash my car on windshield, and I thought, yeah, I'll get a bit of a drink again. If you have a dry throat, it seems to help sometime. Well, after I got my drink, uh, I looked over, and there was like, I was like at a Maverick store, and there was two lines, and there was one near to me, and there's one, so to speak, a little bit further away, or across around the counter, if you would. Well, I got in the first line, and suddenly I just felt this leading from the Holy Spirit to switch lines. Now, you may ask why, and you know what? Uh, sometimes when I just feel these things, I don't have a reason, or if you want to call it some major leading in sense, or major this, that, or the other, I just sense that God wants me to switch lines. All right, and I say as I say these things, I want you to realize as you begin to understand how God speaks to you, as you begin to understand how to hear His voice and walk in it, you'll realize that He's leading you. And some days there's nothing if you want to call, or maybe just natural. I run into somebody and I can share with them, or we have a blessing, or it's good fellowship. But some days it's like this day. He wants you to do something, or He has a purpose for you. So when that Holy Spirit or angel, whichever it was, spoke to me, or kind of, kind of just kind of pulled me, and I just got that. I'm going to go to the other line. Well, anyways, I got in the other line, and it was a young lady, and she rang up the charge, and the charge was 54 cents. And I thought that's a kind of an unusual amount. And she said, well, you know what? I gave you my employee discount. Oh, very nice. Well, praise God for that. 
Well, I wanted to share a little bit. I thought, well, you know, I'm here for some reason. I felt I should switch. And I don't think it was just for 54 cents. And so I asked this lady, this young lady, I said, do you like podcasts? Um, I have a, like a business card with the podcast information and for this program. And uh, she kind of looked at it and she goes, oh, it's kind of like religious. And I said, yeah. And uh, I said, well, are you a Christian? And she said, well, I'm actually LDS and me, my fiancé is Christian. Now, that's kind of interesting. And they both kind of, so to speak, stayed and, and one LDS and one Christian. Although she said, you know, the last few Sundays I've been going to his church. I've been going to the Christian church. And I can see there was something like a little sparkle in her eyes. Thinking, yeah, God's drawing her and that's cool. Well, what I did is I just talked to her for a few minutes and explained, you know, some basic differences between LDS and Christianity, more like things like grace and rules and stuff. Then I asked her her name. I said, I want to pray for you. And I did. I put it on my prayer list. Well, let's, let's talk about it. Let's look at that story for a minute. Um, first, I, in the past, you know, I was a little bit more, if you want, I would like maybe push myself or maybe my throat's a little dry, but I'll just drive home or... And I've kind of understand that, you know, I have to listen to my body and I want to keep some margin in my life. I can't like, want to live on the edge all the time. Oh, heavens, I, I just got to rush home. I, I, I got business or I got to do this or I got to help my wife with dinner or something or, or whatever the deal is, okay? And I think it's important. I've, I've learned over the years that you, God has a purpose in these things and he can, so to speak, use that. So as I... Again, gave some margin in my life and felt I was a little bit tired. But no, I'm going to stop and I'm going to get a drink and just, just relax a little bit and then, you know, head home. Well, obviously God used this whole thing. And if you want to call it that, God set that up. Because once I went in there and I felt led to go to the other line, I kind of had a feeling, I'm going to share with this person. Again, it wasn't for 54-cent drink. It was for me to share. Secondly, I encourage you, and I try to be myself, I want to be sensitive to the Lord. You know, that morning, maybe I prayed that God would use me or God, you know, kind of bring people in my path. And I don't have some big fancy prayer. It's more like, God, if you have someone along the way that I can share with, well, then lead me there or get me there. And that's kind of what he did. My body was a little tired. and I get in one line and the angel or the Lord, so to speak, the Holy Spirit said, go to the other side. Um, finally, or number three, I should say, I want to find a pattern that kind of fits me and fits who I am. Um, you want to, as you share with people, remember the, the Greg Laurie thing about blast, you know, B, okay, be a friend, L, listen, okay, A, ask questions, S, share your testimony, and find, tell truth, okay, or is it supposed to be number five, T for tell truth. Well, that's a pattern that kind of exactly or pretty much how I operate. I, I want to ask people, like I ask her, the, the young lady, are you a Christian? And, oh, you're LDS. Well, do you, do you have some idea about the differences? And again, I'm not here to foster or push doctrine on a person, but I want to kind of draw where what's important to you, what's going on in your life, and what do you understand? And that way you can best minister to them. And again, this is this is who I am, and I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm called a lead and stuff like that. Well, when I when I started talking to her, my first thought was I'm not I'm not going to attack the LDS or Mormonism and you know kind of come off that way. I've done that a little bit in the past, but I don't feel it was very uh, appropriate. I think God has a better way, and 
I did mention in other programs that if I'm pushed or I feel I have to be aggressive or confrontational, well, I'll do that. You know, sometimes, and there's been a few LDS and other people I have had to be very confrontational with. Well, why do you don't do this? Or why don't you do that? Or how do you know about no marriage in heaven? And all that kind of stuff. And so you want to share those things with them. And again, not so much in an aggressive manner uh, as far as like, oh, I'm going to kind of like push it down their throat. But if they want to get up and say this or that, and you know the scripture is different or you, the kind of teaching you've had, you can show them is different. You want to say, wait a minute, that's not true, or I want to show you something different. So in this case, I just I kind of gently talked about it, and I feel that that's, that's where I needed to be with this young lady. I didn't need to be confrontational. I didn't need to attack, if you want to call it that, or try to mention 10 things that LDS or Mormonist has different from historical Christianity, but just encourage her a little bit. And I've learned, by the way, over the years, the Holy Spirit, He takes the seeds that we plant, and He takes them whether the seed is shared emotionally, like kind of in your face, or I got to be, you know what I mean? Or I'm just talking to a person. It's the same seed. It's what, it's what the, the Word is. The Bible says the Word is the seed, and I know many of you listening know that. But so you want to plant that word in their heart and their lives. That's what God can use to draw them. You know, I've heard of a lot of people that, well, this guy said Jesus loved me unconditionally, or I, I did, I committed this sin and God would never forgive me. And then they, they hear from a believer that God forgives all of your sins and he takes all of your sins and casts them from east to the west. Something that ministers to them. So we want to plant seeds in their life that the Holy Spirit can use later down the road to draw them and kind of give them a better picture of who God is and if they're not saved, why they need to be saved or how to be saved and things like that. Finally, the Bible says, you know, it says be ready in season and out of season. So what happened? I stopped. Did I stop there to think I'm going to walk into Maverick and I'm going to get a leading to go from one line to the other and I'm going to tell this young lady about Jesus or explain, you know, what's better about Christianity than maybe some points in the LDS or the Mormonism world. No, I stopped for soda. And many times that, that I'm sharing with other people, it's not, again, some big evangelistic move. It's just Gary walking his life out, but sensing or feeling or just desiring, I want to talk to this person. I feel led to talk to this person or whatever. So again, <clears throat> once you turn and once I started talking to her, even though I hadn't thought about it, when you have that word inside of you, you said that, you know, Holy Spirit brings things to your remembrance. He brings it out of you. As you begin to flow with him, you're going to be able to share the word just like I'm talking about now. Well, anyways, when you think of things that are, if you want to call it in season or out of season, I kind of look at it this way. In season, it's expected, it's planned. Um, you know, I kind of have an idea what's going to happen. Well, how about out of season? Well, it's not expected, it's not planned, and in a sense, it might seem inconvenient. But remember, God's in control of our lives, and He wants us to be used by Him, or He wants to use us. He wants to send us on all into the world. So He can work out things that are, if, if you want to call it, inconvenient. And I told you, or I've mentioned many times in the program, that even though I shared with literally probably 10,000 people, maybe more now, that I was hardly ever late for dinner, every late for an appointment or something. Maybe three or four times I had to call, and I'll be a little late or something. But really, life just kind of flowed. God kind of worked out coaching and teaching and, you know, the business work that I did for a lot of years. And 
you know, my church responsibilities, they just all flowed together, and I was still able to share okay, with many people. I think part of that, and you know, there's, I've been a little bit in and out on this sometimes, is like I began to understand my real person. I'm a new spirit now. Okay, my, my body and my mind, they were the same when I got saved, but I got a new spirit. And by the way, for you that are listening, that's what's sealed. That's what makes you a Christian. And you can say, I will be, so to speak, I will follow God for the rest of my life. Because what's sealed, okay, is my spirit. That's really who we are. We're a spirit being that happened to live in a body, and we have a soul or a mind. Now, God wants to renew our soul or mind, but the new you is the spirit. And we want to begin to live out of the spirit world, you know. How did Abraham know? Well, he, he talked with God. We know that angels showed up with him. And when I say Abraham, no, how did he know that he was going to go somewhere and somehow find this place? And how did he know he was going to have a son? How did he know when he called to sacrifice a son, something good was going to come out of that? Well, he knew that because it was a spiritual knowledge and spiritual insight. And we want to begin to live out of that. You know, many of these stories that I've mentioned to you, okay, I either had to have some knowledge from God or some insight, or I had to kind of a supernatural strength of leading. It wasn't Gary Griffin hanging out there. It was the Holy Spirit inside of Gary. Go this, do that. You know, the lady uh, in, the, in the beer garden, okay, so I started to pass out a track. I knew she needed prayer. So I, you know, asked her to stand up, put my laid hands on her, and God touched her right there in the middle of a beer garden. So was that something I knew ahead of time? No, I had no knowledge of it. I had no plan. I was passing out tracks, kind of in, and we'd been there for three or four hours eating pizza and fellowshipping, and I was just doing it towards the end. But again, in my spirit, when I saw her, I knew that she needed prayer. Right then and there, I knew that she needed prayer. And rather than give her a track, I asked her, do you mind if I pray for you? And when she said yes, I asked her to stand up. Okay, I want to go over one other thing that, that kind of how God has begun to work in my life. And I believe, believe he, he, he wants to do this, or if you want to call it, is doing this or trying to do this in all believers' lives. Well, yesterday I had to stay over um, at work. I stayed about three and a half hours. I get out at 2.45, so it was about 6.15. And as most of you know, I live about 45 minutes, sometimes an hour away from, from my, my house. It depends. Well, I thought about, you know, um, well, I go back up for a second. I was, I was sitting there at the end of the school day before I started to stay over, and I just felt, you know, I need to step out for a minute. I was just kind of, I don't know, bugged or whatever. And so I felt, as I prayed, I just thought, oh, yeah, you got to go pay your mortgage payment, okay? And so I thought, I'll go over to the bank. I just kind of felt let go over to the bank, and I got a cookie or something like that and a little drink on the way back, and I kind of felt refreshed. And again, I spent about three and a half hours working on a quiz and grading papers. Well, thank God I did it because by the time I left, okay, which is roughly 6.15ish or so, the bank would have been long closed. So I praised God for that. And I praised God and I thought about it. I did pray and I did want to, so to speak, glorify God in the rest of my day as well as continue with my work. Well, anyways, here I am. I'm headed home. I went by one, quote, fast food place about halfway and it was just busy and crowded. I just thought, well, I, I just, it's not going to work. I think I'll just start driving towards my house. And I got on the freeway. Normally I take Highway 89, if, if you're listening, know what that is. As I got on the freeway, I'm thinking, okay, there's a Del Taco, which is my, that's what I wanted to do. It was kind of getting late. I wanted something simple. And it's about 30 minutes away. Well, I thought, that's a good idea. I'm going to head there. Well, about 10 minutes into it, 
suddenly this name comes to me, this person. And here's what happened. I won't mention her name on the air just yet. But anyways, she works at Sam's Club and just came to me. You're going to go right by Sam's Club on your way to Del Topo. I mean, literally, you're going to get off the freeway. Sam's Club is a couple blocks down. And this was the young lady that I had shared with the last couple weeks. And I'll let you know, the first time I shared with her, she said, I don't really want to hear this. Um, she'd had some bad experiences at church, and uh, she'd been in three or four, and I won't go through all that. But it was like, nah, I don't really want to hear it. Well, I started talking and a little bit here, and then I came back another time, and she's like checking people out. So I'm like standing and leaning against the, uh, a rail while she's out checking people out, you know, putting a little phone on top of the cart, make sure they paid for everything. And I started talking to her about God. And you know what? She started to change. So this is like in two weeks, a couple times just talking to her, I could see was, she was becoming more and more receptive. Well, last night I stopped, and I started talking to her again. And she remembered me, and we started talking. She went to Seattle and Portland, I'm sorry, the Portland area, and over the weekend, Easter weekend, had a break. I, I think her day's off for Sunday and Monday. And she had a good time, so we just talked about that stuff. But then, here I am, okay, maybe two weeks or so, and I got very serious. I actually shared, okay, the whole plan of salvation for her. I laid it out for her and said, this is what it is. And part of me was thinking, she may want it tonight. Well, I kind of changed the subject after I had let her think about it for a bit. Thought, well, that's probably enough. But anyways, here's what happened. I'm going home kind of late. Um, I, you know, I'm thinking about food. I, I, I actually going to go by the gym for a little bit, even though it's kind of late. I did go by 20 minutes. It was about 9, 9.30. It's kind of late. But anyways, I wasn't thinking about this young lady. But God brought her to my mind. God just kind of like painted a picture. Isabel, that's her name, by the way. I just said I wasn't going to share it, and here I did. But anyways, and I stopped by, and God opened the door for me to talk with her. So again, as you commit your way to God and you begin to want to be led by Him and allow Him to lead you, okay, He's going to start leading you. Again, did I think of her? No, all right? Sometimes I do think of things, but in this case, I didn't. However, God brought it to mind. And remember, the Scripture says the, the steps of a good man, the way of a good man, okay, are ordered by the Lord. Did He say they might be? They could be. They says, no, they are ordered by the Lord. So again, we want to walk in with a flow with God. Well, I hope those stories and some of that teaching blessed you. Now I want to go back to Romans 5. Yeah, I want to go back to Romans 5, and I want to kind of give you an overview of Romans chapters 5 through 8. Uh, we looked, as we know before, in chapters 1 through 4. And in 1 through 4, real quickly, Paul showed us our need for a Savior. He showed us how God's wrath and the reasons for this wrath and kind of talked about that a lot in chapter 4. Then he showed us we have a deliverance by what? By grace and our justification by what? By faith. So God begins to deal with in part of the later half or the second half of chapter 5. He kind of deals decisively with the, quote, problems of death and sin. And then we can experience or the reality we see of, of the rejoicing and the righteousness in the first few verses of chapter 5. We're going to see because of this overcoming power that we have, all right? Now that the joy that we begin chapter 5 with, we can continue because now we know, okay, we've been delivered from death and sin. All right, in chapter 6, we're going to find out that the believer is able to overcome sin. Remember, the Bible says... 
that should we continue in sin? No, but the Bible says you're free from sin. Your nature has been changed. That thing that was like bothering you or chaining you or causing you to sin, that, that old nature you had, it just, it's not there anymore. Now, if we haven't renewed our minds, and I'll talk more about this in a bit, we're going to still sin. We're going to have dumb things happen, okay? But as we renew our minds and put off bitterness and wrath and pray about everything, we're going to have less and less sin because now we're maturing as a believer. And the life of God, the Spirit of God, the Christ in us, it's taking over our lives. So instead of that old mind, instead of those old emotions, so to speak, ruling and reigning in us and kind of controlling us, if you would, we now have this new nature and the Spirit of God controlling us. And we're going to what? We're going to walk in the Spirit and, and remember, what it says if we walk in the spirit we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh we won't get into that sin we'll see less and less in our lives because we know who we are and we're walking in who we are okay back to the overview uh, we can overcome sin in chapter 7 it says the believer is no longer again under the system of the law so again with this new person and we can live in that and all those things about you got to keep this law you got to do this you got oh my heavens you can't do that what about ten commandments da, da, da. and we find that we're not under the system of law all right do we want to try to follow things like the ten commandments of course but we're not under that system anymore the Bible says, remember, we've been set free from the law. Jesus has overcome that because the Pharisees, nobody could keep, if you want to call it a righteous standard, if you want to call it by obeying the law. They couldn't do it at all. So Jesus set us free from that. Again, not to sin or be stupid. And we do we want to follow his commands. He asked us to follow his commandments. And he wants us to, so to speak, follow the Ten Commandments. But again, we're not abound by that as far as you want to call it, is our growth and our maturity in our life. We're, so to speak, bound or led by the Spirit. Finally, we can see that as we get a little bit further on, we have this new life and we can celebrate this new life and our righteousness and hope is in Christ. Well, that's in chapter 8. We have this tremendous, tremendous cause, if you want to call it, or tremendous reason, if you would, that we see we were delivered at the cross, we find freedom, and we found a new life all at the cross. You know, sometimes people look at the cross, well, I just got my sins forgiven, I got a ticket to heaven. Well, if you study that, you're going to find you have so much more. The life of God is inside of you now. You can walk in with a joy and a peace, not just if you want to call it because you're going to heaven, but you have a joy and a peace daily because you're worshiping the God of heaven and earth. Again, you're getting set free from some of those bondages and maybe those, some of those things in your life or maybe your will or emotion that's kind of kind of trapped you or maybe kind of kept you, maybe not depressed, but maybe a little oppressed or just kind of under control. You can begin to praise God. And remember the Bible says that everything that hath breath, praise God. So that joy will well up inside of you. So that's who you are now, okay? So we're going to see some more about that in verse 8. Well, I want to go back, and I'll slow down for a second. I want to go back through verses 1 through 5. I started them last week, but I kind of rushed through them. It was kind of towards the end of the program. And I want to give a little bit more, if you want to call it that, information, some side comments. Um verse 1 of chapter 5 reads, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, we saw the first benefit last week is we have peace. Believers have peace with God. Why? 
because Jesus has paid the price and redeemed us. We don't have to be worried anymore. We don't have to be pressured. And that bondage or the burden we used to have, uh, oh, it's works, it's keeping the law. Oh, um, oh, I've got to do this, or oh, I've got to read the Bible an hour a day, or even some of those good virtues, we turn them into a law in our lives. Brothers and sisters and listeners, we've been delivered from that. And if it ever tries to attack you again, that pressure, that bondage comes back against you, I encourage you, resist it. Resist those things. Just like he told us in Galatians, resist because you set free and you don't want to go back under bondage again. We are free with our new life and a newness of life, and we want that peace to dominate our lives. Well, I know we're kind of running out of time today, but God bless you so much, and thank you so much for listening today. I hope this program and podcast has been a great blessing to you, and think of some of the things that we taught on today or I talked about. And remember those stories as God led me into all the world. He's going to lead you into all the world. And he's going to find an Isabel or a girl, so to speak, a clerk at the Maverick, where you can stop and share your faith and encourage them in the Lord. Well, God bless you. And again, have a great week. And hope to see you next week as we go into all the world.